Hello, this is Robert Smiley coming to you today with Vancouver's podcast, a member of the Canada's Podcast Network, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in Vancouver, British Columbia, so you can listen, discover, and engage. Today's guest is Paul Bain, the tea captain at Just Tea, the first farmer direct tea partnership between Kenya and Canada. Born and raised in Vancouver, Paul is passionate to connect tea drinkers with a small-scale farmer who made their cup possible. Just Tea's healthy, new purple tea won the Top Food and Beverage Award in BC in 2018, gold medal for product of the year. Well, Paul, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Thank you, Robert. Great. Okay, I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself. We know you're from Vancouver, but give us the details on your current business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my name is Paul Bain. Uh, we have a family tea business called Just Tea here in Vancouver. We've been operating for about, uh, I guess, five years now um, in Vancouver. And we travel back and forth to Kenya, working with small-scale Kenyan tea farmers there. So it's a direct trade family partnership trying to create sustainable employment and lasting change on the ground in Kenya. It's the first partnership of its kind in the sense that it's connecting tea drinkers across Canada to the farmer that made their cup of tea possible through our social media channels, through the packaging. Uh, we really try to tell that transparent story of, um, of where the tea came from uh, and that whole supply chain that went along with it. So it's, uh, it's, it's really fun. It's great to share cups of tea with people and the, and the story behind it. And then our purple tea is very exciting because it's a brand new category of tea. It's not black, it's not green, it's not oolong, it's purple. It grows from purple tea leaves only in Kenya and uh, it has really high antioxidants just like other purple superfoods, uh, purple cabbage, blueberries, pomegranates. They all contain um, those really strong antioxidants that are just so good for you. So that's uh, what we're really excited about offering tea drinkers around the world and especially in Vancouver and uh, Canada. Okay, great. So you've been around for five years. Did you need financing to start your company? And how do you currently make money in your business now? Yeah, it's, uh, as I mentioned, it's a family company. So it's been financed uh, through the family right now. Uh, really been bootstrapping, trying to keep uh, all over overheads low. So we have a really small team and, um, and all of our profits actually go back to Kenya. So we, we try to do everything on a really smart budget. Um, and we, we do wholesale distribution across Canada. So you'll see us in a lot of different natural grocery stores. We're not on the big box chains like the Safeways or the Sobeys, but we're in um, the, the, more the independent stores around Vancouver. So Choices, Nestor's Market, Whole Foods has us, Urban Fair, Famous Foods is a great account of ours. Um, and, uh, and then also online, obviously. So you can get us on justy.com or Amazon. So we do a bit of wholesale and we do a bit of direct-to-consumer as well. Okay, what is the long-term vision and what will your company look like in the future? Do you see the company expanding into other areas and where beyond Vancouver, BC or even Canada? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are definitely have a, a bigger vision uh, to match the vision of the impact that's needed in Kenya. Kenya is actually the largest exporter of black tea in the world. Um, but not a lot of people know that because... Um, there's half a million small-scale farmers, but they just sell their tea, and it's sold really cheaply as a commodity through the Mombasa auction, through these massive factories. And so it grows, goes into your Lipton tea bags, your Tetley tea bags, but it's not branded as Kenyan. It's a really um, 
narrow flavor profile. It's a very fast infusion, a lower quality tea. So we're trying to do a whole leaf quality and try to create something that has more of a uh, complex, nuanced flavor profile in the cup. So just a higher quality cup. And so we want to see an impact in Kenya that resonates through at least 10% of those small-scale farmers there. So what our vision is to impact about 50,000 tea farming families throughout Kenya, whether that's the people who tuck the tea or process the tea, or even the people who drop off the tea on, on what's called a boda boda. It's a, that's with Swahili for like a little motorcycle taxi. So we want to see that impact throughout the value chain in Kenya at 50,000 families. And through that, we definitely need to expand outside of Vancouver. So um, like I mentioned, we are across Canada. We have expanded into pockets of the US, um, specifically on the West Coast, really focusing on. And we actually have some great partners in uh, Norway and the Scandinavian countries and Sweden. Um, we just sent some orders to Germany and Denmark and then uh, a great partner in New Zealand as well. So there is some global reach. People are resonating with that idea of that connection back to the farmer because it is very unique in the tea industry. It's very tough to find brands that are doing that. So I feel that's why it has that kind of global um, want and desire to be involved with the brand. Okay, so we've learned about you and we've learned about your vision and your company. Let's talk about doing business in Vancouver. What are the biggest benefits for you and being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the tough things or challenges for our listeners so they can keep an eye out for them. Mm -hmm. Vancouver is great for the, the, the sense of, of locality, so supporting local brands. Um, it's great to develop that, that community here. Um, they have a lot of different um, farmers markets, um, consumer shows that you can kind of test out a product if it is a product that you're selling, uh, such as Just Tea. Um, and so we were able to do that at the start to see if there was, you know, that, that, that need in the marketplace for a farmer direct tea and, and purple teas. Um, the tricky thing about doing business in Vancouver is it is expensive. <laughs> so from where we're right now having to find a new office to rent because um, they're replacing it with a, a large um, office building, a, a condo and an office space. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's an expensive city to do business in. So that comes with its benefits of a lot of opportunity, but also just yeah, to be aware of those overhead costs that go with it. Okay. If you were to start all over again, and you just moved here to Vancouver, BC, but this time you don't know anyone, knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you go out starting all over again as an entrepreneur? Mm. Yeah, I like that. Um, I hadn't really thought about that before, but some of the, some of the cool tools that um, Vancouver offers to uh, business startups is, is the different networking groups. Uh, so there's quite a number of them, uh, and you can just do a quick search and, and find some of them across Vancouver. We also have a lot of different seminars. We're part of the uh, British Columbia Food Processors Association. So they do a lot of different seminars connecting people or just, you know, learning about industry trends and things like that. Um, so there's, there's groups through the government or private. And then there's also just a lot of ways to connect uh, because it is, you know, it just has that city. It has that different infrastructure for people to get to know other people in the in similar fields, whether it's, uh, I play on an urban rec team, right? So I can get to people that know people that play soccer. Uh, but for business as well, you can connect with small business groups across the city at coffee shops or um, actually get involved with a full commitment and, and meet at different office buildings um, each month, or it can be more relaxed. So I think getting involved with those and building that 
community uh, and, and getting to know people around you and, and building those friendships and potential business relationships is a great way to start off in any new city, not only Vancouver. Okay, let's talk about your routine. What does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day? I, I did. I had a routine, as in I have a two-and-a-half-year-old now who <laughs> does not like following routines, it, it, it turns out. So we, uh, it's always changing. It's really fun. Sometimes uh, we're up at six in the morning, like we were this morning. Um, sometimes she'll sleep until eight. Uh, so she is the routine, and she guides my wife and I in, in how we start our day. But there are a couple things that I, that I try not to do, and, and definitely follow this um, even before uh, we, wonder, we welcomed our wonderful daughter Cleo into the world, uh, which is not check my emails until I get to the office. Uh, there's no point in e reading an email twice. So if I'm going to do my emails, then I'm going to read through them and respond to them or delete them or forward them off as needed. I don't want to have to flag an email and go back and think about how to respond and have to read it again. It's just inefficient. So I try not to do a lot of emails from my phone. I, I work much better on the computer at the office. Um, and then I like just getting a quick um, podcast in the morning to check in on the news so I don't get distracted through websites, through news websites. I have a couple of great podcasts I listen to in the morning that are only about five minutes each, five minutes long each, just to be up to date with current events. Um, and then a green smoothie, and I'm on my bike and on my way to work. Nice. So riding your bike to uh, work. Every day of the year. Yeah, even in the rain. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's great. I find it a great way not only just to, to clear my head, to start the day, avoid the Vancouver traffic. It's not a long bike ride. It's about 20 minutes. But just to get that exercise, you know, get the blood flowing, just start to focus my mind for that day, just to, just to really tune in my mind with the body. Uh, I just find it really helps to start and finish the day. Okay. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or are wired differently? Um, I guess it depends on what sort of entrepreneur it is. I think that entrepreneurs have to have the, the guts to go for it um, if they want to start something that, that's, that's big. But there are smaller entrepreneurs that are just going to start you know, a, a unique Etsy shop, right, and then just go with that. Um, and those are probably more of the unique and, and quirky ones uh, in some cases. Um, so I think that it's not necessarily a way that they're, that they're wired. I think you can learn a lot of those skills to become an entrepreneur, but I think you do also have to have this innate sense of wanting to um, be different or go out and, and persevere when, when it becomes challenging because it can be lonely uh, if you're just, if a lot of people are doing it on their own at the start and you're just there with your idea and you're just trying to make it happen. So um, I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, that's the best thing I can say there. <laughs> okay, what books are you reading now and why, or even audiobooks? And can you recommend any books for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs? Yeah, I, I really do enjoy reading uh, different business books. I didn't go to school for business. I graduated from UBC in, with political science and a focus in um, development in East Africa. Um, so that's kind of where my passion came for Just Tea was more about the social aspect, uh, starting a social business, doing that idea of trade instead of aid. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm trying to continue, continually teach myself about business and learn. My, my father's a great mentor and uh, part of the business still um, and, and helps guide myself and my wife through it. 
Um, but I do a lot of audiobooks on my own. So I'm right now listening to uh, Brendan Burchard's uh, High Performance Habits, which I strongly recommend because I like entrepreneur, entrepreneurial books that have uh, practical um, aspects to it where you could actually implement it in your own life. And so he goes through a lot of different ways about you know, how you can improve your own life skills um, to become more efficient um, and also in your business as well. So it's just, a, I find it's a lot of points I can record and then actually implement them in my daily routine uh, or at the office and, and define that has that impact. So that's, yeah, High Performance Habits is a, is a book I'm reading right now. It's great. Um, and uh, I don't get to read a lot of physical books just because it's, it's too busy. So I mostly just listen to them um, when I'm doing the dishes or when I'm driving in the, in the car with my daughter or something. So you're doing audio books? Audiobooks, yeah, pretty much. I get to read uh, the actual hard copies or soft copies when I'm um, on vacation. That's about it. <laughs> so that doesn't happen too often. So it's mostly just audiobooks. Any online or offline tools you use on a daily basis? Um, offline, I don't do too many. Um, I can think of most of my stuff is through uh, calendar, uh, which is absolutely key, for, even if I'm booking social events, just to, just to be on time and to, be, to show up. Uh, so I use calendar a lot, uh, Google Drive, Dropbox, obviously. Um, I used to I take a lot of notes. If I'm still going to a meeting um, or a seminar, then I, then I prefer not to take notes on my phone or computer or tablet or something. I take just handwritten notes, just because I find I can do my attention a little bit better then. Um, Okay. So as we all know, Vancouver and BC, very, very beautiful place. We've got everything here, oceans, lakes, rivers, mountains, great skiing, all that stuff. How do you balance work and how do you relax and not think about work? And what are your favorite activities to do here in BC? Do you ski, bike, kayak, golf, hike, or simply go for a drive? Yeah, I, uh, as I mentioned, I like to do a, I like to go bicycling. Um, I have a trailer now, so Cleo can go on the back and we can cruise around uh, with my wife and I. Uh, so that's pretty fun. Uh, I like hiking. Um, I, I'm excited to do more winter sports again um, with as a family, uh, whether it's snowshoeing. I also grew up snowboarding, so so going up on the mountains whenever I can. Um, I don't do too many water sports. I love sailing, but it's just a bit too expensive. If anyone has a boat and they want to have someone ride on it with them, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, just being out, just being out at the beach or yeah, out in the mountains um, is is just awesome. And you have to take advantage of it in the city. And I, I myself don't do it enough, and so it's it's always something that I'm trying to build into that balance of, of working life. Okay, if you were doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? If I wasn't doing what I'm doing now? Yeah, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, running. Huh. Um, <laughs> I've always wanted to be a scuba diver instructor um, and then open up like this scuba diving retreat place somewhere in the Bahamas, which sounds amazing still to me, actually, now that I say it. So that's, I guess, what I would be doing. I don't know if it would happen. Uh, it might happen when I get a lot older or something. But um, other than that, I, I think being a tea farmer actually would be really tough. But uh, after you know living on the tea farms in Kenya, I could definitely see myself being in Kenya and having some land and, and growing tea with them and, and yeah, just being in, uh, in that part of the world. What kind of a job would you not like to do, couldn't do it? 
Um, I'm not a very good typist, so I wouldn't be a good person to uh, um, a stenographer, I believe I call. I wouldn't be able to do that very well. Um, <laughs> and I don't, yeah, I need to be uh, creative in work. I need to be able to, you know, try different things. I, it would be really tough for me to um, just kind of go in and punch the clock uh, and, and not be able to express my, my creativity or my, my ideas around different aspects of the job. So I, I need to be in that kind of leadership role, I think, with, with any kind of role, with any kind of job that I have. In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? Uh, in business, um, there's actually, I, I read a quote um, on the weekend uh, from Henry Ford. He said, uh, a business that makes nothing but money is a poor business. And that, that really just stuck with me. I was like, yeah, that is, I find that so true with definitely with what we're doing with Just Tea, but also with a lot of businesses and what also what uh, customers of businesses are requesting now. Like they want to see something that has more value to um, to them, but also to whether it's to the environment or to the people. Uh, it's not just about making a profit. And so I think that that's, yeah, that really stuck with me. What's your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? Um, I don't like the word fear very much in the sense that uh, it can debilitate people from even trying. Um, so I, I think definitely there you have to have fear of, of things that cause your own personal harm. But in the sense of just trying to um, push yourself, whether it is in business or in sport or uh, in art, um, just getting rid of that idea of being judged or um, that you just don't have that ability to, I think, to, to complete it or to complete it to a, a point where people will like it. That's just one thing that, that um, I don't know, I guess I would like to remove from a lot of people's vocabulary when I, when I see them not going after something that I know they would really succeed at and, or they really be passionate about and they choose not to just out of fear. Okay, if you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? I think one of the words would be positive. Um, I try to go, go into a situation um, or into a relationship um, with a, the mindset that this is going to um, be a joyful experience for, for, for both of us um, and that we're going to leave the experience and feel better from having that connection, uh, whether that is through a personal relationship or business. Um, and then I guess the second word, it would be, it would be um, one that my dad used to call me actually, effervescent. Um, and uh, so just that idea of, um, I guess it goes along the side of, of positivity, but um, being exciting, excited about uh, different things, um, curious, wanting to try new things. Um, yeah, just that exploration uh, of, of life and, and that um, bring that energy to it. I think that still has stuck with me, um, even from when I was very young and, and trying to um, go out into the world and, and, and test my boundaries until uh, where I'm at now as a 33-year-old. 30, yeah, okay, what keeps you up at night, if anything? Uh, my daughter. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> okay. 
I want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list. This could be a TEDx talk you might, might want to do. You want to write a book um, on yourself, a bio, or travel more, um, philanthropy, anything like that? Um, inspired life list. Uh, I'd really, yeah, I'd like to be able to, well, one of the things that we, we really want to do is <clears throat> to bring that whole connection of tea drinker to tea farmer full circle is to start doing um, tea tours. So, so bringing people to Kenya on these trips where they can actually um, shake the hands of the farmers um, that we work with, make tea with them, get to know what it's like to be a tea farmer in Kenya, the joy and the struggles of working in tea. Uh, so definitely being able to grow that part of, uh, or get to that point where we have the capacity to do that on the ground in Kenya, to host these these tours um, for our customers, whether they're direct customers or business customers, wholesale customers. Um, my sister does a lot of, um, uh, or she's done TEDx talks, and she's just a wonderful speaker about uh, mental Ill illness and raising um, the awareness about what it's like to live um, with with uh, mental illness, um, or just to uh, experience that, whether it's a friend or a family member. So um, she's doing awesome stuff, Laura. Well done. Uh, I think TEDx. I, I would love. To, I love being able to connect with people at that kind of platform as well. Um, so I think that would be on my list also. Uh, getting out there and just doing more public speaking. And it is a, something that I would find challenging. So I like being able to um, set that as a goal so that I can overcome some of those challenges that I would face with, um, with taking that on. Do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout British Columbia? Uh, yeah, it's a, a advice from our key partner actually in Kenya. Uh, um, his name is Boaz And uh, he would often say at the start on our first trip to Kenya in 2012, since then we've been um, in, the, in the West and, and whether it's in US or Canada or, or European countries, we have this idea that things need to be done fast and they need to be done on time and um, to a certain quality. And from working in Kenya, we've learned that that is not always possible. And there's a saying in Kenya that's pole pole, which means slowly, slowly. So it's about just taking your time, doing it right still, rolling with the punches, um, overcoming or hurdles as they come along, uh, because it's, there's going to be uh, a number, uh, especially working with, um, with, a, with, with a country like Kenya. And so Pole Pole is definitely one I think would, would resonate with other entrepreneurs as well, because you have this idea of like, okay, let's get it done, let's make money, let's do it fast, let's do it this way, when really we should sometimes take a deep breath, sit back and just be like, okay, are we actually doing this the right way? Is there an alternative way? Um, does this, is the, am I getting energy from this? Is this something that I want to do? Or is this having the impact that I want? And just to step back and just say, pole, pole, slowly, slowly, let's, let's work through this together. Okay, Paul, you ready to have some fun? Yeah, always. Okay, as you know, entrepreneurs are very connected people. We're always busy, we're always on the go, and we're always online. But we want to take you away from that. There's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there. There is no internet. This place does exist. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat. We'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do while you were there? Um, I would last 
I, I, you know, if I had my friends and family there, I could last a long time. I love, I love the islands. I love being in a warm spot. Um, but if I don't have anyone there, I'm calling pretty much right away because I got to get home. So I got responsibilities. Um, if that's out of the question, though, and everyone's taken care of, um, I'm a sucker still for the show Survivor. It's on like season 37, and it's it's amazing. And I I know everyone's going to laugh at me for saying that, but it's still a great reality TV show. So I would probably try to do some of the things that they do on that show, and just that's the basic Survivor skills. Try to start a fire on my own, build some sort of well, it's gonna be a disaster of a shelter, but something there so I can stay for a bit longer. Um, try to do some fishing. Uh, yeah, so if I can do all, if, if everything's taken care of at home and the business is going all right, then I give myself uh, probably a week, maybe 10 days. 10 days, okay. And then uh, you wouldn't try and start a scuba diving shop there if the island is populated? <laughs> yeah, like well, I would try to go, I definitely try to go snorkeling um, and, uh, and, and yeah, see what kind of adventures we can do. I, I, I like exploring that kind of stuff. So I think that would take up a fair bit of my time. And if I can, you know, if I can feed myself and I can stay warm, then I'm all for it. Great. Okay, Paul, we're going to wrap things up. How can our listeners get hold of you? And is there anything you'd like to add before you leave us today? People can get a hold of me uh, through my email, paul, P-A-U-L, at justtea.com. That's J-U-S-T-E-A.com. Um, www.justy.com as well um, and then anything I want to add uh, just yeah just keep on going you know like it, it gets really tough if you are doing a small business feel free to reach out to me uh, if you're in the food industry especially like I'm, I'm an open book I'm happy to, to provide um, resources or, or knowledge um, in that regard because it can, it can get really, uh, really challenging. And then there are times when I wished I had a bit more information from people in that same industry that had the experience already of going through different aspects of it. So uh, yeah, feel free to connect. Um, thanks for listening. And yeah, thanks, Robert. It's great to chat with you. Good. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I've learned a lot about you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Right on. Okay. Cheers, guys. Okay. We'll see you next time. Hey there, thanks for taking the time today to listen to Vancouver's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Make sure you sign up for our newsletters and write a review for us on iTunes and then connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Canada's Podcast. You can also check out what other entrepreneurs are doing across the country. See you next time.